Tell us what the record you had for the 49ers were after the regular season. Oh, they're 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 undefeated. So they're gonna be, they're gonna be nineteen and one. Big Cock Rock's gonna get it all the way down and choke in the Super Bowl. Nineteen and one, you heard it, and he also predicted there will be two zero and seventeen, oh, two zero and seventeen teams: the Cardinals and Panthers. He's got the Cardinals winning the coin flip to get that first draft pick. All about the balls podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc. Welcome to this NFL season prediction and NFL award prediction episode of All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis, joined alongside Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. We are, of course, your four co-hosts on All About the Balls podcast. And boys, we had our fantasy drafts this weekend. Chris, I start with you. How are you feeling coming out of the weekend, our first ever dynasty draft and our redraft league for All About the Balls fantasy league? Redraft League, I, Mark, I feel pretty great. I mean, I'm just glad that we were able to sit down and bust it out over the weekend. That dynasty, hey, that was rough. That was rough. And for you listeners, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to just post it up to post it up. But you can hear me like only a quarter way in and Luke saying, hey, we're not even halfway done. And I was like, <laughs> no fucking shot. We're only not even halfway done. It was rough. Um, I mean, I love my teams. I think, I think my Redraft League, that's definitely – an injury concern. I have some old guys there that have a little bit of injury. So Mark also tried to rig it and tell me that I was pick four <laughs> and not pick three. So I was mocking pick four for like a couple months, but hey, at least, at least it was better than worse. Right. I could have well, been I mean, pick five. At least it wasn't like I was telling you, Hey, you're pick seven or whatever, or you're pick three and you're actually pick seven. So it's like a big, you know, change. At least your draft strategy wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, I like my redraft. Like I said, injury and then my dynasty, I'm liking where it's at. I just a little bit of quarterback concerns because we had a guy draft fucking six quarterbacks. So and six running backs, that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So we will, yeah. we might post it. Hey, cut us out. We learned that after two hours and 45 minutes, we start to slowly uh, stop the recording. So I'm not sure how the recording, I didn't go back to listen to it, but. Luke, how are you feeling? I know we're going to talk about in a minute. Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately, is going to miss the first four games. Rumors he might miss the whole season. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I mean, I'm all right. I I, I already knew going in taking Jonathan Taylor is going to be a risky pick. But, you know, you, you, you miss like, – I don't want to miss up on him and he played the whole season there in the third round. So, took him. But hopefully he'll only miss the four games and then I'll have him for the rest of the season. Other than that, some running backs are going to be a little shaky for me, but my wide receivers are uh, pretty strong. So for my redraft and my uh, my dynasty, yeah, I, I, I drafted young. So this first year is probably going to be rough. <laughs> probably probably checking a vanilla for year one, but got a lot of a lot of rookies, a lot of young year two players. So hopefully, hopefully those guys start to pan out for me. And Doc, how are you feeling? First time in our league and, of course, the – our, it's our first ever dynasty league, so welcome to the welcome to the show, buddy. How how you feeling after the drafts? Oh, feels fucking great to be here. Um, you know, redraft league feeling pretty good. Can't go wrong with the Jalen Hurts Derrick Henry combo. CD Lamb at the wide receiver. I like TJ Hawkinson at tight end, but uh, you know, not really seeing too many tough holes. Um, 
offensively with the team, the redraft or the uh, dynasty. I mean, definitely seeing some concerns. Um, happy with the wide receivers for a dynasty. I think I, I did real well with the wide receivers. Got a couple of young guy with Johnston and um, who was the other guy I picked? Got Addison. Addison, yeah, Addison out of uh, Minnesota. So real happy with the choices that I made for wide receiver this year. Uh, the only true concerns that I think I have, just like Chris, I think uh, there's some question marks in the quarterbacks. Um, maybe I should have taken that Trey Lance in case that goes down. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, boys. I mean, Dynasty, I love my receivers. Running backs, I kind of shit the bed because normally in Dynasty League, based on, you know, just Googling, they don't go high so fast. But, you know, shout out to you, Franco. Uh, you fucking snatched every running back fucking known to man, it seemed like. Including it. ones that don't even have teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe the cream hunt works out. Maybe the Colts get him now. But, I mean, yeah, he definitely grabbed some free agents out there. I, I, and the dynasty or the redraft league, love my team. I know it's early. I'm projected to be dead last. But I don't care about projections, you know, before fucking week one. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But we mentioned it, boys. And, Luke, I'm going to start with you, like I said, because this just affects you and your fantasy purpose. How worried should the Colts be and how worried should the fantasy owners be for Jonathan Taylor? He's missing the first four games, and he doesn't want to play for the Colts, so if he doesn't get traded, there's rumors that he might not play all year. Uh, yeah, I mean, first four weeks probably going to be a little rougher for me now because I'm pretty weak at the running back position with him not playing, but I, I think they'll get something figured out in that first four weeks eventually, so he'll be back week five, hopefully. But with either with the Colts or with somebody else, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know about other people's drafts, but I know we were talking about it that JT, I mean, he fell pretty low under his ADP. So people weren't snagging him where he should have been. So I know, I mean, Luke might have, you might have grabbed him a little earlier, not. I mean, there were still some good names up there, but like the biggest concern was just like, we all thought he was going to play regardless. We just didn't know for what team, but like today it was a big, big bullet to the mouth because now he's not going anywhere he he's not going to be traded and now we don't even know if he's going to actually play and he's out for the first four games probably should have pushed this draft back a little bit (laughs) the next day after the draft it's oh he's not playing for four weeks i'm like well fuck i mean i i we all got that notification of the of the fake trade that he was going to the the Dolphins. so i automatically was already thinking about it been thinking about in dynasty but i pulled the trigger in in the redraft league and i i dropped uh devon achney couldn't i didn't think he was gonna get much playing time still think most and wilson would get hurt he'll probably get playing time later on now that jt's not there but i picked up deon jackson the second string running back for the colts so he's sitting on my bench he's ready to go whenever uh, maybe he gets some chances out there in indy so you fantasy owners out there, you might want to look at Zach Moss when he gets back, Deion Jackson, Evan Hole. He's a, he's a rookie, I think, fifth-round pick for the Colts. So all three of those guys are potentially going to be playing big, big time. Luke, sorry about you. Sorry about your owners out there, the two that drafted JT early. If you drafted them middle rounds, hey, good for you. It's worth the risk there. But, yeah, Luke definitely missed out on um, some good players that spot. Just go ahead and drop them from your IR, Luke. Fuck it. Go yeah, on, no, Luke, no, it's, it's okay. I already have moved to IR, so I already already picked up another player. Yeah, he's been sitting. He's been sitting here <laughs> since the draft. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I hear that little O on there, I'm like, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be my he's... IR spot until until he I plays. Wish that, I wish ESPN would do um, the IR spots for suspension players, like the sleeper app. They actually do. But Jameson Williams, yeah. he's on my bench for six weeks. I can't I can't move him at all. So unfortunately, I'm gonna have to take that risk, and hopefully he balls out. But he's yeah, on JT not. He's on Luke's bench too, contributing to his league 
extremely low 112 point prediction or 119 point prediction for uh, week one. Who's he play, week Doc? Week one. Oh, you uh, talking about, talking about dynasty? Actually, oh yeah, dynasty, oh, he, dynasty. Oh. Yeah, dynasty. Yeah. We we I, have I, some. I have uh, we yeah, already James week Williams one coming out of the gate. We have some big uh, sack house competitions. I mean, I know me and Mark play in redraft, and then me and Doc play in dynasty. So I mean, right off the bat, we have some sack house competition. Oh. And Luke going gets to be me. an interesting game. I know it's complaining about week thirteen in dynasty. Luke plays me week 13 and he has nobody on fucking buy on his starting lineup so hey, auto and auto you're still projecting to win out. right hey <laughs> i'm on. hoping like i'm hoping that baker's still playing by then and then like he goes off that one game and then because aaron Rodgers would be my my main starting quarterback for that, that week but yeah luke's got me on a good week week 13 for dynasty I, i'm excited and shout out to Derek jones too because he's got the player nickname of the league deshaun watson's nickname is the massage god fucking classic Derek Jones. I, I love it. Love how Sleeper lets you play these uh these player nicknames too. So but boys I think it's time. Uh, I think it's time to unreveal our NFL predictions. We're not gonna go super heavy into like all 32 teams. We are going to just talk. We're gonna show the playoff brackets for all four of us. We're gonna obviously you're gonna see who we have all 14 teams. If any of the, the boys want to discuss who, like what happened, like why team didn't make whatever. We can talk about that, and then we'll dive into our awards the second half. So I'm going to pull up mine, or Chris is going to pull up mine. I'll lead us off, boys. Um, I'll start with the AFC because that is not the conference that my team plays in or Chris's team. Um, I like to start the opposite conference. I, You see it there once it pulls up. I am a believer in the New York Jets. Um, I, I'm Ryan High with Aaron Rodgers, Ryan High with Dalvin Cook and the, and the squad they got. I still think they have one of the top defenses in the league, arguably top three, top four. Yes, I, I have the Bengals win there as well. A close competition with the Steelers. They still only finished one game back. I have Duval County, the Jags out there, the three seed with the Chiefs. They take a step back, 12 and five, but they win the, the West. And then the Bills still stay relevant enough to play the Chiefs. They upset the Chiefs in Kansas City. I have the Super Bowl champions going home early. I have the Steelers, like I said, 12 and 5, 6. I wanted to have them get a playoff win. If they were the five seed, I was going to have them beat Kansas City too. Pretty much I was having the first team beat Kansas City. And then I have the Cleveland Browns edging out the Baltimore Ravens at 11 and 6. The Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins and my playoffs or my season go 10 and 7, don't make the playoffs. So the AFC is going to be stacked and loaded. And it could be argued they could all go there. But my, my championship game, I have Joe Burrow traveling against Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all times versus potential future GOAT as well. Joe Burrow falls short in his third straight AFC championship to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers leads the Jets to the AFC championship, boys, or to the AFC championship. That's my AFC. I don't know what you guys are thinking there, but Jets win in the AFC, essentially. No, I mean, I mean, I like I like the AFC. I mean, the biggest shocker I saw was the Bills and Chiefs game and Bills being the Chiefs. I mean, when we go down to mine, no, no, I was filling it out. It's, I wasn't just – I wasn't too high on the Chiefs this year just due to – and I know Mahomes has – proven us wrong year after year but i feel like this is the year that it finally catches up his offensive weapons travis kelsey can't do it all and then questions with jones on that defensive side still holding out is he going to come back and play i know he's missing the first four games and i know just watching like a couple of their preseason games when they started the defensive line struggled with not having that pressure for jones which opened up the passing game for the opposing team yeah, I just think, like I said, I think Mahomes is good enough to still get them there. 
until I mean, he could prove me wrong. And if he proves me wrong, then I'll, I'll eat my words. I, I don't think they go to the champion, the Super Bowl. I really don't. But I think they're good enough to still get the division. I think L.A. can compete with them. Um, I just don't think L.A. is going to go over that hump because it's going to be, like I said, so, so low in the AFC. But NFC, real quick, I'll just hammer through that. I have the Eagles at one. I have the Niners at the two seed, the Saints at the three, the Lions at the four. I have the Cowboys at the five, the Seahawks at the six, and my Falcons at the seven. It came really down to the seven between me and Doc's team, the Bears. I initially had the Bears at 10 and seven, but because of my bold prediction, I had to knock the Bears down a game. I had them losing to um, – the commanders, I rewent there, so I think it's a possible loss, but it doesn't matter. Both of us will lose to the Niners. I have a rematch of last year's NFC Championship. I have the Eagles versus the Niners. Same situation. It's in Philly. Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold doesn't matter who it is. They're not going to get hurt, and doesn't fucking matter because the Eagles are going to win the NFC Championship. And finally, the New York Jets, first time in their history, will beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and this time will be in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers takes the dub, gets the MVP, also plays another year. So I have Jets over Eagles. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I mean, I'd love it. It'd be pretty much the same script that they wrote for Tom Brady to go over to Tampa and win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, hey, the NFL well, is a big difference. Tom Brady won in New England. I, the True, true, true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers won at Green Bay, too. When, back in 2011? Oh, Come on. well. He still, he still won. But he, he still won a Super hey. Bowl. He still won. Yeah, he, he still yeah, won a Super years Bowl. Ago, no big deal. And, and it was 20 it was 20 it was 2010 as well but yeah i don't know i don't know what you what the boys are thinking there i i know we have the jet i think we all have the jets pretty high but i actually i'm on the train i i think that the hype I, is there you go ahead doc no i i i'm with you i you know uh, all the all the stuff that i talked about i didn't think that aaron Rodgers would make him a contender and going through the schedule and everything else like it actually shocked me how I had the Jets up on mine. I mean, I, I had the Jets very high up just like you did. Um, I didn't quite have them at the number one, but they were definitely, um, you know, in contention for it. Um, and now that I'm looking at it, uh, and we'll get into my bracket. We'll talk about it when we get into my bracket. Well, I'll, I'll hold on to it. I'll hold on to it. Yeah. I mean, it's just – that's I, I'm, I know we – because I've already seen all of it. I am, the, I think, the lone Jets guy, and I'm fine with that. I, I'm totally fine with the Jets – being my my Super Bowl champion, and I think it's realistic teams. I, I mean, like I said, I know Luke's going to be a little irritated. I had the Ravens at ten and seven. It's not like I disrespected them. I have them a winning record. It's just it's no, just the AFC is so top. I, I think you put the Browns in over the over the Ravens. Like, come on, the Browns. Watson is going to be ass this year. I have the Ravens. And Deshaun Watson wasn't. Deshaun Watson wasn't ass at the end of the year. No, he, he was last year. He he wasn't he, he wasn't that good last year. But the problem is the the Browns had one of the better free agencies and drafts in the NFL this year. They had one of the best off seasons in general. The defense is still it's scary. I mean, the, most of the defense is they, yeah, their defense is crazy good, and I think that they are going to incorporate Nick Chubb more with Deshaun Watson. They took away from him last year. We've already mentioned that episodes ago, but I think Watson and Nick Chubb they're going to feed off each other. You get Nick Chubb going, it's gonna let it's gonna stack the box, and then you're gonna have more open looks for for Mark Cooper and David Njoku and the boys out there in the receiving yeah. core. So and he doesn't have, and he doesn't have Kareem Hunt to take to take the Same. ball away from Kareem Hunt's only got yeah. one hole for Freddie. Well, I, I mean, what I can say, superstars they have on their team, they're still gonna fucking suck. Well, I can say same old Lamar, and he misses the last four games. So, I mean, that's why we're going through some trends. Hey. That's what I can do. But he was make the playoffs. They made the playoffs without Lamar. And, and they yeah, might and make they'll, the playoffs. They'll lose the playoffs without Lamar because he won't play in it again. And, and I'm not saying they can't yeah, make it. I'm just saying 
I have met 10 and seven. So it's a respectable record. I mean, you can make the case that they go 11 and six as well. You can make the case the Chargers or Dolphins do it. I don't even have Miami in there. And they, I mean, yeah, I know they're missing Jalen Ramsey, but they have a crazy <laughs> offense and the defense is still pretty good. So I don't have Miami in there either. The AFC is just so tough. There's going to be a couple of good teams that don't make it. That's just the way the AFC works this year. But with that, being said, that's, with that being said, that's mine. And we're going to move on to Luke Rule's uh, playoff bracket. Chris is going to pull that up right here. Let's go. So Ravens similar to Mark, I have got the Jets at the number one position, getting that first week by. I got the Ravens winning the uh, North at number four. And I got number two, Chargers, three, Jags, four, Ravens, five, first uh, wild card slot. Got Kansas City. Uh, six, I have the Bengals and seven, the Steelers. So I also went three AFC North teams in the playoffs. So I still think it's going to be the most competitive division in the NFL. So with that, I, I, I got the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Ravens. I think Kansas City is not as good as they've been. And they're traveling to Baltimore. And I also have the Ravens getting their second win over the Jets. So two wins for Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. That, I got that the will double his playoff wins. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So, hey. And he'd uh, be beating two Hall of Famers too. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like that movie. But then I got so Chargers Steelers. I, I think the Chargers are probably going to probably play a tough game with the Steelers, but they'll pull it out. And I like I like the matchup with the the Jags Bengals. I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup. And I think the the Jags have a better team overall, and they'll beat the Bengals at home. So then I got uh, Chargers Jags. I think Jags are just most most talented team right now. I think they're going to beat the Chargers and go ahead and beat the Ravens on uh, in Baltimore. So that that is my AFC. For the NFC, I got San Francisco number one, number two. I got the Eagles, number three. I got the Vikings, number four. I got the Saints winning the division. Number five, I got the Bears. Six is how about them Cowboys? And seven is the Lions. Got the Lions squeaking into the playoffs this year. The Lions got a pretty good team. They have a shot, dude. Yeah, like you said, they have a shot. The Bears and Lions both be really – yeah, Bears and Lions going to be competitive this year, I think. So, for NFC, first round of playoffs, I got the Bears beating the Saints. Uh, I don't think the Saints really deserve to be in the – I don't think the NFC South really deserves to be in the playoffs at all. But so I got the Bears beating them. I got the Eagles uh, beating the Lions. So it was nice for the Lions to show up, but <laughs> <laughs> round one they're gone. Yeah, you got to play Jalen Hurts in the in the playoffs. So I, I got Kirk Cousins getting a, a big time win in the playoffs for one week as well. I got Brock Purdy getting it done in the second round over the Bears. Big cock Brock. Then Jalen Hurts beating the Vikings. And I'm riding the big cock rock chain, uh, train all the way to the NFC Championship. And I got the Jags pulling it out, winning the Super Bowl. And, Luke, before you carry on, tell us what the record you had for the 49ers were after the regular season. Oh, they're, they're, they're undefeated. So they're going to be 19-1. and one. Big cock rock's going to get it all the way down and choke in the Super Bowl. 19-1, and one, you heard it. And he also predicted there will be two 0-17 Two 0-17 teams, the Cardinals and Panthers. He's got the Cardinals winning the coin flip to get that first draft pick. 
Yeah. Luke, I, I interesting bracket, I think, though. I think Luke needs a drug test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see yeah, some of this stuff happening here. Don't get... Yeah. Hey, I, mean, how I you don't think... have the Bears beating the Niners. I mean, come on. I mean, I think Jacksonville <laughs> is honestly, like I said, a sneaky team to get there. And I almost had them as a two seed. I almost did. I, I, I don't think that Jacks are that sneaky either. I, I, think gonna, not, I think they're going to impress some people. They're not sneaky as in like, they're like, no one's talking about them, but they're Jacksonville. So it's like, no one ever talks about the Jaguars. So you it's just like, expect hey, the defense to stop playing at the end of the game when it matters. Yeah. It's like, hey, you still got Buffalo, Kansas City, New York, and, and, Cincinnati there, and then like they're like the fifth or sixth team that people are still talking about yeah. most of the time. So hey, I like it though. Okay. Uh, some yeah, I'll take questionable it games. I, there. I don't have the Bills making it. Yeah, you didn't have the Bills there. You yeah, had the Steelers no squeaking in. Yeah, like we both had three uh, FC North like, teams too. I think the like, biggest like surprise for too? me is I think the biggest surprise for me is the Ravens over the Jets in the divisional round, and, I, I, and possibly over the Chiefs too. Yeah. I could see that because Kansas City is a much weaker team that they've, than they were. But, you know, like, you, like, you, like everybody said, Mahomes just proved us wrong year and year again. That's why I didn't, I didn't fall for that. I, I stuck with Mahomes even though I want him to fail terribly. Um, more, more probably because of his wife and his dipshit brother. But um, I, I could definitely see Baltimore taking the game over Kansas City. But Baltimore over the Jets, uh, I just I don't know about that. New York yeah, would be sure, rocking sure. that. Yeah, short short drive for them though, so it's not a, not a huge travel. It's same it's weather conditions. The it's not about the travel. It's more about the crowd and like I mean, Baltimore's a rowdy crowd too, but it's different when you're yeah. the, the away team with that. Yeah, the, the New York Jersey Jets. Luke, would you have the? I mean, I know you ripped me for the Browns. Did you at least have the Browns good or like competitive at least? Were they like just uh, kind of like a? No, you know, no, I did not. I had them one in sixteen. <laughs> I had them with four wins. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 well, All remember right. he's ba- he's banking on Deshaun Watson being back in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson find another masseuse allegedly. Yeah, um, <laughs> good save. God, so, so um, yeah. I mean, interesting, interesting bracket, Luke. I've written it down already. So, uh, and it's definitely on the show. So it's there's no going back here. You sure you want to hey, continue I, with this? I still had Tampa Bay Buccaneers at nine plus wins in mind. <laughs> Way to follow through. He had to manipulate. He had to manipulate. Right. He had to go back. And, right, and like Luke, seven. ten and seven. And like, and like Luke, I had the Cardinals as the first pick overall. I had technically Houston, and then we'll both be one in sixteen. Houston loses to Arizona, in my opinion, but Arizona has both the draft picks, so it doesn't give a shit who wins that game. Kyler Murray's gone. Here comes Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. Cardinals start the rebuild. That's my bold prediction for the draft next year. But quarterback, wide receiver. Yeah, well, they they definitely right. need it. <laughs> I mean. They, well, they, they need Arizona to, needs a lot. Arizona needs a lot of things. But if you start with your offense, you get the franchise quarterback, the franchise receiver, generational talent for both both positions. You're starting to look good on offense, and you start building defense with money. Jonathan Gannon is a defensive coach, so bringing some defensive players on the frequency side. But, Chris, we digress to your bracket. You know, I saw it, and I was writing it down before the show, and when you hammer it, I'm going to fucking rip you. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm pre-warning you. There's a team in there. <laughs> I'm fucking ripping yawns, so you carry on with yours. Uh, the hey. disrespect. Hey, so, I mean, you can see it right here. I think Jags, Chargers make it. Bengals, no, Browns, no Chiefs, either? Dolphins. I mean, hey, I think I think y'all's division is probably the toughest one, probably in football to begin with. And, I mean, I know I know, I had – and don't, don't think I disrespected – I don't have records in front of me because I did this on my iPad and I could have – 
this website is dog shit and I could yeah. <laughs> ripped my eyes out how many times I had to like restart and refresh mm. and just going through it like first time and then getting to the final bracket and seeing teams in there that like probably shouldn't have been where they were. And I was like, hold on, I have to go back. So, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was rough. It was rough and it took a very long time to do this. And you know what? I'm kind of happy with where it's at, but yeah. I think, but yeah, I mean, I agree with y'all. I think, I think Jags are a good team and I don't think they're sneaky. I mean, I think people know that the Jags are good, but I mean, I think this is Justin Herbert's year. Rematch of last yeah. year's wild card game. Yeah, too. exactly. I mean, Jets, the number one seed, of course, I think a rod just gets it done over there. And then, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I, I have like y'all's whole division, Luke splitting, but the Browns just kind of squeaking it out and then Bengals there and then chiefs and dolphins. And I think the chiefs beat the dolphins and then you can, you can see it for yourself. The jets, chargers, jets win that one. Bengals, chiefs, Bengals win that one. And Joe Burrow. Hey, Joe Burrow's back to the super bowl. Joe Burr. Mm, I told you, bowl predi- I t- and my bowl prediction was right. I had Chris having the Bengals getting yeah, there. Ed, I was right. It's there. It's there. I mean, I think the I AFC. I expect nothing less. <laughs> I expect nothing less. Even got the Saints at the three seed. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like a lot about seed. your bracket except for the Saints at the three seed. Chris, <laughs> the one thing I have a fucking problem with Playoff is game. you have – no, the one thing I have a problem with, I know you're going to rip through the NFC, is the fucking Los Angeles Rams as the fucking five seed. <laughs> That's, that's my that's one. Another big one. That's the only thing I can understand. The rest, I can understand the rest. Like, but to have the Rams back in there as a five seed, you're saying I need to be drug tested. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Luke and Chris will both be reporting for mandatory urinalysis first thing tomorrow morning. So, so for the NFC now, the how the Rams, the Rams were one of those. The Rams were one of those teams that like I finished and I saw them there and I was like, damn, how did they get there? I mean, it probably probably should be another team in there but like while i was picking games i had to just sit back and think like the rams the rams have like probably one of the best wide receivers matthew stafford isn't bad he's aging there's a lot of old guys on there but if like health isn't he doesn't even know his players names he's apparently his wife said he can't connect with his players dude uh that's you can't connect them they just play on their phones too much he's like what the fuck's he's like what the fuck's a gritty exactly (laughs) I don't know. I think they might be a sneaky team. I don't think they get in the five seed, but hey, like I said, this fucking website's dog shit. And <laughs> no, hey, you're the one that picked it though. You're the one that picked the games. Your website's a big game. I did pick the game, but like I wasn't going I, back to fix shit. I, I gave the Rams three wins. So. Oh, I, yeah, do too. I do agree with Chris that <laughs> yeah. I think Ram the Rams are a sneaky team, but I think they're a sneaky team for the first overall pick more than making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Luke, I had them three and fourteen. I had them three. Yeah, same. Okay, I, had I mean, them, I, I had them two and fifteen. I had them I mean, being the fifth can, pick in the draft. That's where I have them. You can fucking you can clip it here. I think they have way more than three three wins. Do they make oh, the playoffs? Probably, probably well, not. According to you, they have eleven or twelve. Get that hey, man a receipt. Hey. Yeah, receipt this. I think they have more than three wins. Uh, I mean, I can see that. But, hey, I mean, I mean, the rest, uh, the Bears, I mean, the Rams, the Rams just show up, okay? The Bears make it. And then Niners, Falcons, I agree with Lou, or Mark. I think two NFC South teams make it. I think the Falcons are sneaky enough to get it. They have a great offense. They added some keys. 
They added some key yeah. defensive players. Number seven, Luke. <sighs> um, then Saints Giants. I mean, I have the I have the Giants beating the Saints when they come and visit, or when we go visit them. So I think we learn from our mistakes and we edge them out there. And then of course Niners Eagles, and then the Niners making to the Super Bowl and losing to, and then Big Cock Brock loses to the real Big Dick Joe. God, that would be it'd be the battle of the cock and dick. God, that'd be great. Exactly. Oh, and sh- hey, by the way, boys, Derek or Daniel Jones is a free agent in our dynasty, or our franchise league or redraft league. I'm sorry, he was no, dropped today. Not. Yeah, he was. Unless someone put a claim on him. I already put a claim on him. I guess I put a hundred dollars on him. Put a hundred dollars, <laughs> all my money. No, but Chris, I yeah, I, I didn't mean, even see. I didn't even see a, the money portion. I just went in and clicked. I only saw it in the dynasty. Yeah, no, I don't see shoot. I don't see money at all for redraft because when I went in there to claim him because I saw who was it Riz dropped him for Hunt. Yeah, and so yeah, I was, was dro- I dropped I put a claim in to drop Pickett for Jones. Maybe the money doesn't start claim. until maybe the money doesn't start until the season Free actually starts. It. Yeah, I think there's just no money in this one. No, there there was. All right, but anyways, moving on, we have Doc next with the playoff bracket. Like I said, Big Dick Joe is finally winning his Super Bowl. I know Luke's not happy with that, though, by the way. Hey, it is what it is. He'll choke again. I mean, mean, the Bengals wide receiver three is better than the Ravens wide receiver one. So, So obviously, I screenshotted this one on my phone. It did not look so hot. Uh, Chiefs are cut off at the top, and obviously, they're the number one seed. They got the bye. I have Baltimore at number four facing – um, Cincinnati at number five, and I'm going Big Dick Joe because fuck Lamar, fuck the Ravens, and Big Dick Joe will own the Ravens. They're moving on to the divisional round against Kansas City. Uh, New York Jets, I got them high just like you guys do, except I only have them at the two seed. I think that I'm still, uh, as much as I am against the hype train in Mahomes, like we said earlier, I mean, he still proves us wrong every year. He's going to find a way to get it done. As much as we want to say Kelsey can't do it all, Kelsey literally does it all. Every single year since Tyreek left. Um, so I have them facing off against the Bills, who I think have a very disappointing season coming in at the seventh seed. Um, I think that the Stefan Diggs drama is still going to kind of boil over as problems start to mount for the Bills. I think he's going to kind of get fed up. Uh, Jaguars, I think it was pretty pretty across the board as a three seed for the Jaguars for all of us, if I'm not mistaken. So right in line with that. A very good team on both sides of the ball. Excited to see what they can do. And then I got the Chargers with Justin Herbert coming in at number six. So I'm taking uh, Bengals over Baltimore, obviously. Jets over the Bills, that's not even a question. Um, Jags over the Chargers, again, not even a question. I think one of the best games of the playoffs is going to be uh, honestly, I think one of the best games in the playoffs is going to be Baltimore and Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's going to prevail. Chiefs over the Jets. Moving on to the um, Super Bowl. Going down now to the NFC. Um, like Chris, I, I did this a dozen times. like, And it was different every single fucking time, right? It wasn't like <laughs> yeah. I did it and had Minnesota number one every time, but I just did it so many times and I wanted to rip my eyes on. I was like, fuck it, this is what we got. We're sticking with it. Uh, somehow Minnesota is the number one seed. Looking at their schedule, though, I think that it's just the strength of schedule is what drives it. I, I have them at like an eight or nine game win streak right in the middle of their schedule um, that I think kind of drives like the bulk of their season. Bears coming in at number five. Saints at number four. I got the Bears over the Saints because um, that's just a no-brainer. Um, Which would, by the way, I was ta- I was talking to Mark about it, is 
going to be a sneaky playoff matchup if it does happen because the Bears come to NOLA in the middle of the season and play also. Yeah, so yeah, and I, that, that's a good game. I think I actually took the Saints in that matchup. I could be wrong. I, I can't go back and look because I didn't log in. Um, I had so I had y'all coming. I had y'all coming and beating us. So that was my argument to Mark when we were talking with the B, like the Saints would learn and but hey, it's playoff time. I could go see ahead, that. And, and, Sorry, and I, I could see that I could see that both ways because I, I don't remember what I had. I might have had the Bears coming in. Um because after looking at how the Bears finished as a fifth seed and they're twelve and five, and I'm like, wait a minute. I see a huge improvement year for the Bears, but I don't know about twelve and five, although I think they can be sneaky good. Um, but this is my hot take is three NFC North teams making the playoffs Detroit coming in as a seven seed facing off against the Niners, the number two seed, um, whether one or two, I don't think there's any question about the Niners where they finish Eagles. I have them at number three taking on the Seahawks. Um, I'm huge on Geno Smith and that wide receiver core. Um, but obviously, um, Niners over the Lions. I mean, Lions, I think, show up and do what Detroit does and just fall apart defensively. I think that this, even if the Lions offense shows up, I think this becomes a fucking shootout and the Lions just win. But I think defensively, they're such a a better team that I think that the Lions can't keep up. And then Jalen Hurts just coupled with everything that the Eagles are. I mean, the defense took a couple hits this year um, in the offseason, but I think that they still have enough to prevail over the Seahawks. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings over the Bears. I had the Bears split with the Vikings in the regular season, but they're gonna Bears are gonna fall in Minnesota in the playoffs. That atmosphere in Minnesota during playoff time is just unreal. Um, I'm taking the Niners over the Eagles because honestly, I don't think Jalen Hurts is all that he's cracked up to be. I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. I just don't think that the hype uh, matches what his output is. Um, and then I have Niners over the Vikings in Minnesota. And then Niners finally knocking the Chiefs off and getting the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I guess you are riding the Mahomes train, though. You have the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl rematch of that 2019 Super Bowl. Well, 2020 calendar year, but yep. 2019 season. Uh, this time reverse. I'm just not sold, Doc, on the, the Vikings as a one seed at, at all. That's the only thing. I, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not either. Don't get it twisted. I'm not. I said, what the fuck? I did this 10 times. I wasn't doing it again. Not going to lie. Hey, you're joining us for the drug <laughs> test, Doc, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what it is. I mean, I, I, I had yeah. them at we, eight. We can all hold each other's cups. I had them eight, nine. I, I think that the ceiling for the Vikings is like 11 or 12 wins, but I think the floor is like seven or eight. So, and I sell the eight. That's with 12 wins. That's the one seed with 12 wins. I mean, yeah, I guess you have your NFC just a little lower. I mean, I had the Niners and Eagles at 13-4. The Vikings, Bears, Niners are all 12 wins. The Eagles are 11. Um, New Orleans is 10, which is funny how New Orleans is the four seed, Bears are the five, the, the, the Saints are 10-7, and seven, the Bears are 12-5. and five. I think I'm 12-7. and seven. Let me double check. You had them. Let me who? double check here. Who are you talking about, Doc? Yeah, Saints I have 10 and 7, and the Bears I have 12 and 5, but they have the Saints as the four seed and the Bears as the five. Well, because yeah, they, they win the division. So the, the division winners will always get the first four seeds. This doesn't, like I said, you could be 8, 8 and 1. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Just the way it, it right. works. But hey, the 10 and 7 is still respectable. I mean, me and you are the only one with the Seahawks, by the way, Doc, in the playoffs, both as the six seeds. So I think you're crazy to count out the Seahawks. What Geno Smith did last year with this receiving I, court, I had him. And now you're adding Jackson Smith and Jigba? I had him there. I, I, no, I'm saying I, I'm just speaking in general. I think you're crazy to count out the Seahawks. I mean, I think Gino did what he needed to do to look great to get a contract. Uh, let's see if he can do it a second year. You know, we've seen yeah, a lot of no, quarterbacks. Yeah. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks go out there and play phenomenal one year, get a big contract, 
and then shit the bed. Not even get a big contract. Just come out here, play that one good year. I've seen it with Chicago Bears quarterbacks every time we get a new one. But, um, no, I definitely feel you. A lot of guys will come out, play that one great year, and then the expectation is up there, and I think the pressure starts to set in. And they're, they st- It's like they step out on that field as a kid, and they're like, holy shit, this is real. I'm, I'm really here. And then they don't know what to do with it, and they're just fucking Ricky Bobby up there. They don't know what to do with their hands, and then they just crumble. Hey, but Mitch Trubisky yeah, was one of the big ones. Yeah. The- so, I mean, I'm not too – if Gino can do it again, then, then I'll start giving him some respect. I think but. he can, though, because with, with a wide receiver core of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and now you've added Jackson Smith and Jigba. And honestly, Noah Fant is not a bad tight end. He's not top tier like to... a Travis Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's not totally utilized, but it's hard to really integrate him with that offense as a receiver when, when you've got such weapons in the wide receiver core. But I think with what they've got, and you know, if you can incorporate Noah Fant, now you've added Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean – you would have to be a, and I'll go back and say him again, Mitchell Trubisky. You would have to be a fucking Mitchell Trubisky to fuck this one up. And Doc, if the Vikings do get that one seed and they do get to the NFC Championship, this might solidify Kirk Cousins coming back. I don't think the Vikings would want to let him go because he's potentially a, a cut or I think a cut uh, bait next year. So that might keep him there in Minnesota and delay whoever's going to replace him. So. Uh, it very well could. You saw what TJ Hawkinson did in Minnesota last year. I'm only expecting a better season from him. Addison coming in, rookie wide receiver. You've still got, uh, what is it, Madison, um, Dalvin Cook's backup, who I don't think got enough credit last year uh, for somebody that had Dalvin Cook in his fantasy team and how many points Madison took from my fucking team uh, by taking the touches away from Dalvin Cook. I think he's a phenomenal running back. His yards per carry last year were unbelievable for a backup. Um, the defense is where all the question marks lie, in my opinion. Um, Kirk Cousins, I mean, as long as he's not playing in prime time, is not a bad quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of the pieces are there. And in a NFC North that really could go either way. I mean, aside from Green Bay, shit in the bed, because they're going to. We all know that, right? Um, because even if Jordan Love comes out, they don't have the weapons across the board on the rest of the team to, to really be competitors. Um, the Bears, the biggest question for me is the defense, but they have a lot of weapons on defense that can still pull together. Um, Lions, again, a lot of pressure coming off the line for the Lions, but it's that secondary where a lot of worries at and, and containing the points. Uh, but the offense is obviously there. And then, you know, the Vikings, same thing, question mark on defense. But this, this division is a runaway. Any, th- this division is up for grabs between Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago. Any one of these teams can step up and take it. And that's going to be my hot take. You said three NFC South teams. Um, I'm saying – Two. You said three NFC South. Wait, what me, you me and Luke have three. Two. Me and Luke have three AFC North teams in the playoffs right now. Three AFC North, excuse yeah. me. Three AFC North. I'm going three NFC North teams making the playoffs this year. Hey, but that's our playoff bracket. So I mean, we have three AFC cha- uh, teams winning the Super Bowl. Chris has the Bengals. I have the Jets. Luke has the Jaguars, and Doc is the lone NFC boy out there with the Niners. So all four of us different Super Bowl. Shout out Chucky teams. D. I love it. I, I I love that we have different teams. And hell, it might not even be any of us that win it. It could be some other fucking team. So, but we're, we're, we're probably all wrong. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're all wrong. Watch it be the fucking Pats. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, watch it be the Cardinals. Kyler Murray come like yeah. Cardinals hold it down until Kyler Murray gets back and he just fucking goes off. Then Doc had the. We I'd only got to win it, nine. I'd laugh if it was Carolina. God, I laughed. I laughed if it was Tampa. Funny. To be honest, that's not funny. <laughs> but Doc had the Carolina Panthers that's as the funny. one. Ten, ten win to Tampa. Doc had the Panthers. Doc had the Panthers as the number one team in the draft, so that means the Bears would be the number one draft pick in the the draft. And I don't think they're trading that pick this time. 
So no, they're not definitely uh, Carolina. Number one, a uh, lot, honestly, very lopsided divisions overall. In my records, I have the Pats and the Rams two and 15. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris, that's not a Texans, that's not a five Titans, seed right there. Three and 14. Texans, I mean, Titans, hey, three and 14. Hey. And then uh, Denver and green Bay at four and 13. I mean, I, if the bears do end up with the number one pick, I mean, I could see them maybe trading down to at least, if Marvin a number two or something, if Marvin Harrison's in depending the depending on he's, he's going, to Chicago. he'll be the first receiver. Since I Keyshawn. I only see them trading down if they're going to a team that is desperate for a quarterback. Otherwise, exactly. and I'll tell you what. That's I'll what tell I'm you saying. what. If Justin Fields shits the bed, if he has an absolute dog shit year, like just terrible control, accuracy, everything else, Bears might just step up and take uh, Caleb Williams. It'd be a Bears thing, but to if do. Fields, dra- and, well, this is. Well, this is his year to prove it. DJ or uh, Darnell Mooney is is still a good wide receiver. Just had dog shit passing to him. Um, uh, DJ is in there. You know, uh, Cole Komet, sneaky, sneaky tight end that a lot of people aren't looking at as an integral piece of this offense. Tight ends have historically been integral to the Bears offense. Um, uh, Khalil Herbert. Roshan Johnson backing him up. Well, Devontae Freeman backing him up, but Dante I don't Foreman. think I think Roshan Johnson will step up. Yeah, I think I th- Dante Foreman. Yeah, excuse me. I think uh, Roshan Johnson will step up and kind of win that over pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I there's yeah. if Justin Fields doesn't perform, that could be it. And you got it. It's time to make a move if you got that capital. And that is something that we'll be looking for yep. in January and February. But boys, speaking of January and February, that's when they start. To, well, February is when they announce the NFL awards. And you know, I thought it was something cool we can kind of give all our awards or coach of the year, come back, both rookies, both offensive defense player of the year, and, of course, the most valuable player. So, Luke, kick us off here with your coach of the year for this year's season. Remember, coach of the year doesn't necessarily mean you have the best record. It could be like the Brian Dayball last year, a team that shop out of nowhere that didn't expect to be there. So it doesn't have to be the best team. But, Luke, where are you leading to? So I'm, I'm still going to ride the Jets over here. So Robert Sala. I think, I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. He's going to win over a lot of hearts and minds and hard knocks. He's going to have a fucking fantastic year. Huge, huge turnover on the team. So a lot of young players, a lot of new players over there. So I, I think he gets them, gets them together. Got Aaron Rodgers leading the team. I think he gets it done, Coach of the Year. Made some big moves this offseason. It wouldn't shock me at all. I'm going to go Mike Tomlin on the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. I think going from nine wins to 12 wins in my playoff predictions and like the standings, I think that three win um, jump is going to be enough. I had it between him and Kevin Skafanski from the Browns, just because the Browns are potentially the fourth team. Everyone's talking about in the AFC North, but I'm going to go Mike Tomlin at Pittsburgh. He brings the boys back to a good squad. The defense is still the defense. And I think Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and Najee has a bounce back season too. So I expect Mike Tomlin to be coach of the year this year when it's all said and done. I, I love that Mike Tomlin pick. I mean, I right now have Robert Sala as well. I think, I mean, That's they cool. have absolutely killed the fucking draft recently with Sauce Wilson out there getting A-Rod to come over. I mean, I think they're going to be phenomenal. Hard knocks, like Luke said, he's winning. Everybody's heart's over. And then, like, my other, like, runner-up secondary is I think Dan Campbell has a good shot again to make coach of the year. I think – I mean, I know I didn't have the lines making it. I think they have a good shot at making the playoffs. So, I mean, if – watch them. They barely missed the playoffs last year. I think if they can slide in, then it'd look very good for Dan Campbell. And what other man makes you want to run through a fucking MCDC, wall? baby. You know? So, MCDC. Yeah, MCDC, yeah. that's a fucking MCDC. man among men. 
Hey, he got his up downs in too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Doc, what you thinking? Yeah, I, I, I like the uh, I like the Salah pick for uh, for coach of the year, but I think the expectation of what the Jets are going to be, I think, is going to kind of hinder that. When I look at kind of my bracket and where teams finish based on the expectation and their history and things like that. Dan Campbell is the first one that comes to mind this, you know, especially where I had him in the playoffs. Uh, the lions have historically struggled. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for him to show like, Hey, this is a new Detroit team that you're going to see in the years in the years coming. Um, and then I, I, I honestly, I picked two. It's going to be a toss up. I think it's going to be Dan Campbell and I'm going to go a little biased here because of my bracket because uh, we haven't seen it since the Khalil Mack days, but I'm going Matt Eberflus because this team might actually have the pieces aside from one guy changing the landscape of the defense, putting pressure on the quarterback and forcing bad throws. I think a team as a whole, I think that he has a lot of potential to come out and win if the uh, if the Bears can lock down even second in the division, even a number five seed. I think if they come out 12-5, and five, a lot of talk's going to be about Matt Eberflus. So who, who is it, though, Dan Campbell or Matt Eberflus? It's I, I I couldn't choose between the two. All right, I'll give you both then. Uh, we'll let that one slide. <clears throat> that's the only one I have both on. Or that's we'll the only one I have both on. One. I couldn't I couldn't pay, especially especially because both the NFC North and a runaway division. Gotcha. No, I mean I understand. That makes sense. Luke, I know you gave it to us on your bold prediction. Who's your comeback player of the year? <laughs> and, and this is award by the so, way. It's become an injury related award, but it's you could you should be able to get it for having a bounce back year too, but. Go ahead, Luke. I agree. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm sticking with it from last uh, last episode. It's going to be OBJ. Uh, he's, he took all last season off trying to recover, so he's coming back fully healthy. I think he's primed up for a big year with Lamar, and Lamar's going to open up that offense with the new offensive coordinator. So I think the Ravens' offense is going to look completely different. I think there's going to be a little more pass-heavy than usual. So I think it's a big opportunity for OBJ to prove he still got it. Yeah, I mean, I could do the biasy like you and Doc. You know, you both have a Bear and a and a Raven winning an award. I have my Falcon later down the road, but I'm not going to go Kyle Pitts. So you are biased. I do think it should be Derek Carr. I think that balance, the way he played last year, it should go to him. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. He's going to lead the Saints to a three seed and a uh, playoff win in my books. But I'm going to go a team that I think is going to suck, but he's still going to have a phenomenal year. And I'm going to go Cooper Cup out of the Los Angeles Rams. I think he's going to have a pretty fantastic year. I see him getting around 1,200 yards receiving or so, maybe like you know, 8, 10 touchdowns and probably like 90 to 100 catches. I, I think that's good enough. Even though they don't make the playoffs, give me Cooper Cup with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going, I'm, I'm going easy answer here. Uh, everyone knows it's going to yep. happen. Yep. Everyone knows it's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. going DeMar Hamlin. Yep. I mean – we all already got that notification that he already just made the 53-man roster. You don't see any other mass notification like that. I mean, what happened to him on the field, very unfortunate. Prayers out to him. I'm glad that everything worked out the way it did work out. But at the same time, like, DeMar Hamlin was not a name on the field that you would know. I know probably a handful of Bills put, or fans probably wouldn't know who DeMar Hamlin was on the field before that incident. And, I mean, great for him to get back on the field. I think it's amazing. But, like, just battling for a second-string spot right now, I mean, good for him to make it. But I'll go easy answer. I mean, he did play a lot right last here. year just because of the Micah Hyde and, and Poirier, Poirier, Poirier uh, injuries. But, yeah, he's he made the roster, yeah. and we'll see. 
Yeah, just like Chris said, I mean, if you're going the easy route, if you're if you're going the injury route, I mean, that man won comeback player of the year the moment he walked out of the hospital. Um, that's not even a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna take one out though. I'm gonna take off injuries because there's so many uh, guys that are up for grabs here. Hamlin, um, talk about Loa, Lamar or uh, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup. I mean, there's so many guys. Uh, OBJ. I'm gonna go with one uh, that did not have injury. Um, one that kind of had an interesting year his last season before getting a year-long suspension for gambling on the NFL. I am going Jacksonville wide receiver Calvin Ridley because I think he still has the goods, and I think he has found a good spot to go to with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to get some deep ball. Um, I think he's going to return to form. I hope he has been working out the whole year that he's been out. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go long shot here, and I'm going to take Calvin Ridley. It'd be very interesting to see the NFL give him comeback player after suspending. You think him. he's? I think that's the only reason he won't get it. I think he might earn it, but I don't think he'll actually. The NFL will actually give it to him. He looks fucking shredded though. He, right? he looks yeah, good. He looks, he looks fast as fuck on the Instagram yeah. reels. Do you think that he's? Bet, I like it. Do you think he's gonna bet on himself to win? I mean, if he's a he smart might, man, I, I wouldn't. I, I, if I'm him, I'm betting on Demar Hamlin. I'm gonna be honest. Well, hopefully he's not betting because he'll get another year suspension. So, but uh, no, yeah. The funny thing that gets me though about the about the comeback player of the year though is you look like because it's injury related, right? Like, where is the cutoff for injury? Because Hamlin got hurt towards the end of the year, didn't he? I don't seventeen. Yeah, but like his yeah week seventeen. His is different because like I, I like you said, Doc. He he wanted the what the day that he woke up, he was wait he was moving around. That's when he won comeback player, probably of, of life, comeback of like player of life, whatever, essentially. So you could go that but route. I, mean, I yeah. look at, I look at like Lamar Jackson messed the last couple games because his pussy was hurting too much. Um, yeah, you no, know, he had to use the restroom during the play. Yeah, game. yeah, you know, I mean, Jesus. OBJ missed a large <laughs> chunk. Like I could, I could put some money on him, but Oda missed the whole season. Uh, so I mean, yeah, that that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But how much, how much did Cup miss? Cup missed. He only played nine games. I think he missed. He missed like. Yeah. He, missed, he missed eight games. Yeah, so I mean, I would like say scattered, it was scattered through. But the if season. you come back later from yeah. injury, that, that's that's more of a comeback because it's a shorter recovery time. And like Adrian Peterson, when he when he tore his ACL at the end of the Viking season, and he had two thousand yards, almost two thousand yards. He had two thousand yards rushing. He came back in a short time frame and beat the recovery time that he was actually set for. So that is harder to do rather than missing a whole year like Odell did. I'm not saying no, I'm not, not saying it's bad that Odell. I mean, yeah. I I think. I think you should do a, an injury recovery player of the year or something, or an inju- injury comeback, and then a performance. You should have comeback. comeback for injury and most improved for po- because of performance. That's what you should do. But yes, comeback and most improved. I like that. Let's move. On. I like that. Let's move on, Luke. Defensive rookie of the year for this year's draft class. This shouldn't even be a question so, across the board. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm going to take the layup here. I'm going to go Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. I mean, he's going to be a fucking wrecking ball on the uh, Texans defense this year. He's a fucking monster at Alabama. I think he's going to be a monster in the NFL. And it always kind of seems like these uh, these def- defensive ends really get a lot of a lot of looks for awards. So I think he pulls it off. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I I love the Will Anderson pick. I mean, he's definitely one that I was thinking about. I think he's just in a very bad situation with Houston. I think everyone their defensive line besides for Will Anderson is trash. So I mean, I don't think he's going to get the stats that he deserves. I mean, he has looked phenomenal this preseason, but he's also going against twos and threes. Yeah. So 
Love the Will Anderson pick. I was also looking at Witherspoon over in Seattle, but I mean, he has a little bit, he has a little bit of negativity right now. I mean, some bad reports coming out of camp that he's not looking too good. He also had that contract negotiation that took forever, but I'm, I'm going to go another cornerback though. I'm going Christian Gonzalez out of new England. I mean, the preseason games he's played in phenomenal, great reports coming out of camp. So I think he's going to be big. He also has a lot of wide receivers he's going to go against that are number ones. So, I mean, he has a big task and if he can come out, like sauce, I I think this is a lock for him. I am going corner, Chris, and I'm going to mention the guy that you were talking about first. I am going Devin Witherspoon. I think having Woodland out there, a guy that was in the running for defense rookie of the year last year, Sauce beat him out, of course, rightfully so. But having Sauce out there, or having Woodland out there with Witherspoon to take a lot of pressure off him, he might not have a lot of interceptions, but his stats for pass deflections and all that will be phenomenal. I think the passer rating on him and the completion percentage is going to be lower than a lot of the other guys for his, in his class. So I'm going to go Witherspoon uh, out there. The first corner picked in this year's draft out of the Seattle Seahawks. I was way of Illinois. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with uh, Luke on the, on the layup. Uh, Will Anderson is the only one, especially the fact that he is going to be the only talent on that team all year long. I think it's going to be easy. It's going to make it that much easier for him to stand out. It's going to make his numbers look that much better. Um, and the fact that, the rest of that defensive line is shit. I mean, they're going to, they're going to figure out how to cover and, and, you know, how to, how to double team and things like that. But when everybody's coming off, off the line, like a freight train starting up, and then this guy's coming at you like a bullet. I mean, it just kind of throws a lot of people off and, and it changes the pace of that off or the, the offensive line, the way that they move and the defensive line moving. So um, I think that it, as long as Houston continues to shuffle up and, and keep guys moving and shifting um, as far as cutting inside and, and switching the, the angles of attack, I think it's going to be easy for him to stand. I'm going well on Anderson Jr. Man's definitely a beast. I, I don't think we have an issue with that one. Uh, Luke, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, there's a lot of candidates. I know we were talking about it earlier. Lot of names that could win this award for sure. Yeah, and I I think I'm going to stick with the Alabama players here. And I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, offensive rookie of the year. He's going to be that. I think he's going to be end up being that every down back for the Lions. He's going to take over, and I think he balled out. And when he was at Georgia Tech, he balled out when he was at Alabama. And I think he's going to continue and show like you can take these young young running backs and just give them that like. That first contract and just go get somebody new. I think the Lions just offloaded their their big money running backs that are coming up. Not really big money, but more expensive running backs and like who got, got a new guy. It's a little bit cheaper, and I think he's going to fucking show like running backs aren't that you shouldn't don't pay overpay for running backs because you just go pick somebody up up somebody new. Yeah, so, I, I'm gonna. I like Jameer Gibbs. I'm, he's solid. I'm gonna. I, yeah, he's he's a hell of an athlete. He was a freak in Alabama. I, I am going to go running back as well, and here is my biasy pick. I'm going probably the best pure athlete in the NFL draft. I'm going Mr. B. John Robinson out of Atlanta, out of my college, Texas, and I think he is going to be, like you said, Luke, not maybe the every down back, but he's going to be mainly one of the nice almost every down play guys in Atlanta. I think he can have over 1,500 scrimmage yards, 1,700 scrimmage yards. That's over 1,000 rushing, five to 700 receiving. He'll have about 10 to 15 total touchdowns this year. The man's going to be a fantasy freak. He's going to be a freak. He's going to be one of the reasons why we make the playoffs with Algier as well. But give me B. John Robinson out of the Atlanta Falcons. No, I like I like both those picks. And, I mean, I thought I was going to be an outlier here. But I also picked Jameer Gibbs out of 
Detroit. I mean, I love I love Bijan, but we just can't ignore the fact that Algier also got a thousand yard rusher, and I'd see it being hard them pushing him to the side after he did so phenomenal. And it's very hard to have two running backs have all purpose yards over a thousand yards. I mean, I know AK and Mark Ingram did it a couple years during AK's rookie year. So I mean, hey, it it can happen. And like I'd love to see it. I mean, I wouldn't love to <laughs> yeah. see it. It's fuck the Falcons. But I think Bijan's gonna be great. But I think Gibbs is just like he literally doesn't really have any competition in the running back room. He has David Montgomery backing him up. Not saying Montgomery's bad, but I think Gibbs takes over. He's a great scat pack out of Alabama. He was great. And Lions have a great O line. So I think he's gonna ball out. And I got him in Dynasty, so <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Montgomery in Dynasty, so fuck Jameer Gibbs. Um, <laughs> I hope he tests positive for PEDs. Um, I'm going to go with Mark on this one. I'm going Bijan Robinson. I think just the natural ability, um, the the cuts, um, the ability to turn and get upfield. Uh, he's an all-around back. I think he's a phenomenal player. I'm taking – uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to take much for him to knock Algier out. Um, I think that even with Algier having a thousand yards, I think uh, the the natural ability that comes out immediately, and the fact that fantasy is already projecting him to have significantly more points than Algier in fantasy, kind of is explaining, you know, showing something that maybe we don't know that that they're insight to, um, or you know, what they're predicting to see, but. I'm not saying Algier's not going to get touched. He's not going to get opportunity, but I think that the all-around versatility of Bijan is going to go a long way, and I think that his pure strength um, is going to help push him across the line for uh, offensive rookie of the year. Damn! So we all have a running. We have a running back. This show has a running back winning rookie of the year. Two, so there ain't a two, fucking two. quarterback in this offense well, in this in this rookie class <laughs> that is going to be even in the talks of of rookie of the year. I was thinking the Jigba maybe. Hey, by the way, I was thinking the Jigba maybe can get it, but I'm going to go Bijan. By I the way, he, but I think Jigba is going to be clouded by by Metcalf and Lockett, and he could be. I'm not by saying he, he should get more touches, but I think he's going to be a little clouded. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was going to also say. I mean, we we popped off all that fucking smoke about how the Falcons put Bijan third in the depth chart, and I was like, that shit doesn't matter. It doesn't he's number one right now in the depth? chart. Oh, I was never worried. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I was like, that's just Arthur Smith teaching the rookie, like, hey, this is what you are right now. You're a rookie. That's just this is. This is going to be a drafting Chubb and bringing in Kareem Hunt type situation. Uh, Algier knows what his role is. He's going to get touches. Yeah, It's going to take some away from Bijan, but Bijan is still going to get his, we're, and I think he's going to do more than 1,500 yards all purpose. We're a running team. like That's just the way it is. So both running backs will be used, but I think Bijan's going to have a, a key role in the passing game. That's yeah, you all have three yeah. starting running backs. Yeah, we do. Luke, lead us off here with the defensive player of the year. I think – so hate hate to say it, but I think TJ Watt's gonna be back. Wait, you said it wrong. I think he's TJ Watt. You gotta throw that in there, man. You, uh, yeah. you gotta throw it in there. I think I think he's be back, and I think he's gonna be wrecking havoc again. I think he stays healthy this entire season, and I think he's just gonna lead the fucking Steelers defense. Unfortunately, to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I put I put the Steelers in the playoffs. So I think I'm I'm gonna I think they'll make it. I th- Steelers, Steelers are gonna be a good team this year. I'm pretty nervous about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think they're gonna be good too. Luke, I'm, I agree with you on pass rusher, but not T.J. Watt. I'm going Micah Parsons. They strictly put him in the pass rusher position. He won't be playing coverage much at all. Maybe occasionally he'll sneak out if he has the instincts and the IQ to go out there, like a T.J. Watt or Nick Bosa when they do that. 
but I am going Micah Parsons. I think he will lead the NFL in sacks, around 17, 19 sacks for the Cowboys. He'll be a big part of this defense getting in the playoffs. Yes, I know they have Diggs and, and Gilmore, but Micah Parsons will be the anchor to this defense. Give me Micah Parsons. Yeah, I have Micah Parsons also. I mean, he played phenomenal. Quinn knows how to line him up. I mean, he lines him up everywhere on that defense to keep the offense guessing, so you never know where Parsons is coming from. With the addition of Gilmore, not having to worry about coverage. I mean, Gilmore and Diggs on the corners. I mean, those are two phenomenal corners. So Parsons doesn't have to worry about that coverage, like you said, Mark. I think Ed, he's going to have some high sacks and fumble recoveries over there on the quarterbacks. Yeah. Doc, what you thinking there? Yeah, definitely. Definitely Micah Parsons, just 24 years old. I think 25 and a half sacks in the last two seasons. So explosive off the off the off the line coming coming after the quarterback. The pressure he puts on. He's like a Khalil Mack type player because he doesn't just he doesn't just get to the quarterback, make the sacks. He changes the outcome of the opposing offense. He forces bad throws. He forces quick throws into coverage. He forces uh, not being able to scan the field and quarterbacks panicking and just trying to get the ball out. And that's where you that that's the type of player that can turn a low-producing, like a low-turnover-producing defense into one of the best in the league um, just because being in the right place at the right time, forcing these bad decisions by the quarterback or quick dump-offs, quick um, just throwing the ball away, screen passes, and, and laying a couple guys in the flat, and now you've got the defense covered. Heck, yeah, three Cowboys and a Steeler. You'd love to see it. Luke, lead us off Offensive Player of the Year. This is typically an award that is the best player that's on the offensive side that's not a quarterback, so – Luke, where are you leading us to? It's- yeah. So I have not a quarterback. I have the back-to-back offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. I think he gets it done again. He's pretty much unguardable at the wide receiver position. That no, no safety. I mean, no corner is really going to cover this dude at all. He catches everything. Like you get the ball in his vicinity, he's most likely he's going to catch it. So I, I like Justin Jefferson. I have him in my uh, redraft league. So, just sucks he's took him number one overall. So just sucks he's not more talented than George Pickens. That's just a shame. Yeah, that yeah, he is, is not as talented, but I still think he he might edge Pickens out a little bit. Close race there, yeah. <laughs> for for yeah. He's he's got he's also got the like the cool factor to him. Pickens doesn't he's not very cool. He's kinda yeah. kinda weird. Can, kinda, hit, can Pickens hit the gritty? Like I don't think he can. Like JJ started all JJ started a whole fucking trend. There. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I don't think Pickens wears a grill either, <laughs> like during games. No, he wears that fucking hood and watches his highlights. That's kind of like all he does. Well, my my dynasty team would fucking love for that because I have him in dynasty, so I'd love to see that. But um, I'm going to take another LSU boy, different LSU wide receiver. Mm. I'm taking Jamar Chase. I think. I think with just the offensive power that the Bengals have, them having Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, you can't double coverage Jamar. I mean, they're going to attack you literally anywhere. And last year, I mean, nine touchdowns over 1,000 yards receiving and only played 12 games. So, I mean, if he can play the full 17 games, the man's stats are going to be phenomenal. I think – Jamar can run away with it. Luke, you mentioned a very cool guy, you know, with Justin Jefferson. He is a very cool guy. And that's who I'm going to go. I'm going to go a cool guy myself. And a yeah. position that I don't think ever won this award, at least in recent time, I'm going Travis Kelsey out of Kansas City. I think he will lead the league in receptions, be up there with touchdowns as well. He might get two of the, the leg for a triple crown. He won't get the yards because tight ends don't normally get that. 
but he will have high yards, top 10 probably. I'm going Travis Kelsey as the main offensive weapon in Kansas City. Give me number 87 out of Kansas City. He if really he is. I mean, aside from Mahomes, I mean, he really is the only offensive weapon, like what you would actually define as a weapon. He really is the only receiver. He, he's the new Mark Andrews of Baltimore. If he doesn't get in fights with I mean, his teammates. He's been better than Mark Andrews that before Mark true. Andrews got to the Baltimore as well. He's been in the league a lot longer. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah, I'm saying mean. I'm just saying it by being the number one wide receiver uh, as a tight end. But um, I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me, picking the offensive player of the year. Um, I think in the end, though, Jamar Chase is going to get second place to Justin Jefferson. I think I'm going to go Justin Jefferson again. Um, I think that even I think I think he's got probably one more one more year before corners and safeties really start to figure him out and and learn the moves and be able to provide better coverage on him. Um, but I think he's still going to come out and ball this year. Um, so I'm going I'm going Jefferson. I mean, the numbers that he's put up is absolutely unreal wide receiver numbers that we haven't even even from I don't even think we've seen that much, that much from Tyreek uh in his prime so I think uh Justin's gonna gonna continue to go a long way for this Minnesota offense and carry them to uh the one seed apparently that number one yeah. seed that I said Minnesota <laughs> I, I think Jefferson beating like the double coverages too is going to help him edge out over Jamar Chase Jamar Chase gonna be single covered probably most of the time just Jefferson he's gonna get all the looks he's gonna get the best of the best of that defense every oh, single yeah. week. But Chris, and I but think Chris makes gonna... a great point. Chris will be happy, though, with whoever wins because yeah. they're both LSU Tigers. So Chris will be yeah. smiling no matter who wins that award. No, he... Chris is a Bengals fan now, though. He's so. low-key yet. Yeah, yeah well, he makes, like... a, he makes a great point in the fact that they hey, can't no, double cover Jamar. So. <laughs> he's full on. He got Bengals jerseys in there. I, I, I got to respect him. <laughs> I know. did once Big own a Bengals jersey. It was Chad Ochocinco. It was Chad Johnson, though, but... Ochocinco was my Bengals. I'm not gonna lie. I only put, I only put the Ravens in the playoffs to lose to the Bengals just for Luke. Yeah, so there you go. That's what Doc spent 30 minutes to make that happen. <laughs> Probably I had to go back and do a lot of finagling. Luke, though, our last award, the biggest award of the season, it's the quarterback award, of course, the MVP. Which QB do you have winning this year's MVP? Yeah, I, I talked about this on the last episode. I think too. Uh, He's going to be my Super Bowl winning team, uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Jag Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's he's taking it home. He's got so much talent of, like surrounding him, both a wide receiver, running back, solid solid defense for them. I think he's going to get it done, and I think he's going to fucking like put up like crazy stats this year uh, with Calvin Ridley, uh, Christian Kirk at wide receiver, and. Evan Ingram, it's pretty much a pass catching. He's tight my end. tight end in redraft, so I'm I'm okay. And Cal Ridley, I got both of them. Yeah. But no, hey, seeing T Law win that, right. would be, it would be cool to see. Honestly, yeah. it'd be fun. Yeah, but Luke, that's a good. Yeah, I think he likes it up this I year. That's a great choice. I mean, because Blake Bortles definitely couldn't. He do could it. not. That's the boat. That's the boat right there. <laughs> but hey, he took him to the AFC Championship. I, well, the defense took him there. He just happened to, to be on the team, just like Jimmy G with the Niners, so many so many times. But um. He still went. He went. Yeah, he's part of the team. I'll give him that. He had some good games. But, Luke, I'm going, like you said, a guy that has talent all around him too and a guy that maybe should have won MVP last year if he didn't miss the last two games of the regular season. I'm going the guy that's going to lead him to the to the Super Bowl. Lose, though, Jalen Hurts out of Philadelphia. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, they're they're freak athletes as well, like you said that the Jaguars have. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, I think it's a good duo if they stay healthy. And Dallas Goddard is a pretty good tight end himself. So, and they have one of the best offensive lines, probably the best offensive line in football. 
I'm going Jalen Hurts, fly Philly, fly for that that award. But once again, the MVP curse comes back. He will leave. He will lose in the Super Bowl to Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So give me Jalen Hurts MVP. Oof, I'm 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 gonna come over here again. I'm gonna take MVP and Super Bowl MVP Joe Burrow. God, I think. Of <laughs> <laughs> Fucking course. Hey, I think. I mean, fourth year, fourth year, fourth season, fourth year in the system. He's playing with probably the best of line he's had so far in his That's career. It's not saying much, though. Think, That's not saying much. No, it's not saying, not saying, not saying much. But I mean, he did take him to the Super Bowl with probably the worst O line. So the defense did did take a couple hits in the secondary. So I think they're going to be playing high points games. And he's going to be airing the ball out. I think Burrow throws for over 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. Jeez. Stamp it here first, folks. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think even though I have them exiting the playoffs very, very early, um, I think I got to go Ravens, Lamar Jackson here. Um, so I'll see you boys at the drug test. Um, I mean, I'm just kidding. No, I'm also going with, uh, I think with, uh, the weapons that they have in Baltimore, I think, or in, in, uh, in Cincinnati, I think Joe Burrow is a, is a clear candidate. I think Mahomes is going to be struggling with the targets, uh, that he has to throw to, um, Aaron Rodgers, I, I like him for it, but I just don't think he's going to produce the numbers that everybody thinks he is. I don't think he's going to be very high, um, yards and touchdowns. I think that the touchdown interception rate will hopefully be outstanding again. Now that he's not taking on my bears every, you know, twice every year. Um, yeah, I think looking at the looking at the guys available and looking at the numbers, Jalen Hurts, I think a lot is lacking on the arm. Um, I think the run is great, but I think he needs some more on the passing side of the ball. Um, I think Joe Burrow is a more all-around quarterback um, capable of winning. Yeah. Joe's also like technically playing on his contract year. I mean, this is the year he's going he's gonna to fucking ball. after this after this year's when contract well, talks yeah. are going to have to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, he he'll have to. his he'll have his fifth player option, but like he needs it to get the new highest paid quarterback in the NFL. If he wins yeah. the Super Bowl, you know how players will. play. If he wins the Super Bowl, he will get it. You know how players play on their contract. Year. Yeah, ask Joe Flacco. So he, he proved that you know he got he got his his fucking mega millions after that highest paid QB for a short time. Yeah, the more I talk about it, I think I'm taking Cincinnati over Kansas City in the playoffs now. It's too late. It's already. Uh... It's been, we already have receipts. It's already there. So. It's, already, it's already received. It's already received. Hey, it's already received. But, but hey, that's it. I mean, and I have Rodgers winning the most important award. I had the Super Bowl MVP like Chris said with Joe Burrow, but I have Rodgers doing it. Hey, but that's our predictions for the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's our playoff predictions, season predictions. We have our awards out there. So we've all put our stamp out there, what we believe is going to happen this year. And with that said, boys, we are fucking nine days away from the NFL season. <clears throat> Tomorrow. We'll be doing a college episode, getting ready for the week one. Finally, some decent games we'll, we'll talk about. But thanks, guys. Great fucking show, boys. Very happy y'all could come take some time out and come be part of the show. Thank oh, you. Oh, great Mark. to be here, Mark. Thanks for having us as always. No, it's it's our it's always, a, always a good time. To it's our house. sack house. And like I said, if you guys are listening out there, also watch on YouTube too. Also subscribe to us, like us on TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. X, not not Twitter no more. X, search all about the boss podcast, and you'll see us there. Just give us a thumbs up, start liking some of our videos. We like if you like it, of course. But hey, it's all about the boss podcast. I'm Mark Davis, Chris Kamehart, Luke Rule, Nick Docs, Kirkwins. This is about the boss podcast, and we are out.
Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.